Alrighty, boss. How you doing? Good. I lost the pen already. If you would uh, like to go ahead, introduce yourself, who you are, what you drive, and where you drive. So my name is Rudy Hansen. I live in Pocatello, Idaho, Potato State. And I typically drive, well, I guess <laughs> Salt Lake City is my home track, but it's just kind of our parking lot event. So I typically go to Medford, and I have a season pass in Medford and Walla Walla, Washington. At a villain sportsland, and those are pretty much my home tracks. Oh, nice. Which are pretty much 12 hours away from That's most what, of this stuff we do. That was my next question. So you're driving almost a minimum of 12 hours when you want to go have a good time? Yep, we go every weekend, though, so we're used to it. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Uh, so, you, so you're in the camper a lot, huh? Um, I, I wish it was a camper. It's a two-car hauler for me and the wife, and in the overhead just above above where that's the fifth wheel on it the the goose deck we uh have a bed that we sleep up in there and that's and sure. that's about it hey man it works that's all we got to do to that's what we do to keep it going otherwise we can't afford it and, and if we had a trailer that had sleeping arrangements then my wife couldn't drive so yeah yeah that's i, I i've been looking into them lately and they're so expensive though. ridiculously expensive we got a good price on it, so it. But uh, we want we want it one that can sleep it, but we can't we can't afford a toter, so that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, toter seems to be the way to go, but um, I think uh, I've seen a few of them go for like dirt cheap, but it's like mm, you're kind of questionable when you see them for like fifty, sixty grand. You you can get them for about eighty, but I think that's kind of the bottom of of the of them and it always makes me wonder if they're going to die but i mean what's the difference my my diesel truck died on us on donner's pass last weekend too so you know you just get ready for it yeah eventually everything's gonna take a shit but you gotta avoid the old stuff sometimes but i've seen some people have like show up in like an old square body chevy pulling their truck from state to state and i'm like jesus <laughs> brandon whitnick yeah <laughs> who Brandon Whitnick, he just uh, he's he's one of my homies from Salt Lake, and uh, he was pro one driver for few years, and he just does it on a budget and drives his old you know old stuff around, and yeah, does has done all the drift weeks with us, and just does it on a budget, but kills it everywhere he goes. Yeah, that's sweet. So let's get into you a little bit. Um, if I remember correctly, was was your car the one that burned down on the first event at the first drift week? <laughs> I know it's, it was. Sorry to hear yep, that. Yep. Oh, that's the way it goes. I kind of opened up some doors to um, meet a, a whole list of people that have now some of my best friends ever. So, awesome. you know, it's, it is what it is. Unfortunately, that was what happened. But yeah, you know. Um, what? So I don't know the whole story. If you don't mind me asking, uh, what ended up? What was the issue that caused the fire? So as as you know, if as you go to Apple Valley, they have quite the big. Um, if you go off track, there's yeah. quite the holes. So and I honestly don't know exactly, but the car was working fine and dropped tire a couple of times the lap before it and just kept driving. Didn't know necessarily it had a leakage or anything to that effect. And then when and then it, it caught fire and the wind was blowing in the direction that. They grabbed the flames and shoved them around the car. And before we knew it, it was like 60, 65 seconds. And um, we 
we we had all of our personal fire extinguishers and really with the wind it just wasn't enough to to get the fire out and yeah and the wind grabbed a hold of it really so yeah yeah, Definitely good. a bummer deal, but did you keep we the had car? A bunch of good help. It burned it so bad. They when the discussion there at the at the track was, what are you going to do with it? And and I said to them, if you want it, if we can get it recycled, just call a recycling company. And they hauled it out of there. And we uh, the group got a GoFundMe that that day. And within like ten hours, we had like about ten grand. Got a bought Luke's car from him during Drift Week. So he finished off Drift Week and then just sold us his car and we we drove that home and uh, my wife started driving that at that time she was drifting the Corvette at that time but that became her drift car so it worked out good so that she could continue to drive. Oh nice! Does she do competitions as well? Actually, she does. She did the uh, the shootout here at here um, at Sonoma last uh, week and got seventh place. So she did really well. She's oh, uh, this will be her first season of, of, of competitions and she's just, she's just, she's been my spotter in formula drift and pro- probably knows more about the line choice and all of that from being up there with them. And so nice. she, she has a really good handle on what's going on and has been just having fun doing it. And she now drives my uh, practice car and drove that, the, license, the car that I got my license in and I drove my pro car that weekend too, because I just needed more seat time in it. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. You do have a couple cars. I remember when I saw your name come up on Brospec. I was like, that's not the car I know him for. Uh, so what cars do you have for people that don't know? So, yeah, I have the yellow 240 that's got honeycombs on it. And that's the car we've done Drift Week 1. No, Drift Week 2 and Drift Week 3 in. And then I have my pro car. It's gunmetal gray, and it has bigger honeycombs on it that, that we obviously did prospect with. And we did a bunch of grid life in it. Um and just kind of traveled all over. We did, I don't know, maybe 12 events in it this year. So we drove it a bunch. Uh, what do you guys, what do you have them set up with? Are they similar builds or I know one's a hatch and one's a coupe, but. We tried to do similar builds, but they still didn't feel the same. One's a rear mount radiator in the pro car and both of them have dog boxes. Um, and then the, the practice car just has uh, a stock differential in it. So we don't have the ability with the quick change. So. Um, the, the, the rear mount radiator makes them feel different, but they're both set up on wise fab, um, and a lot of, a lot of the same components, but they still just, one's got twice as much power as the other. So they're gotcha. both different animals. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then where did you license? I know you said you licensed twice. So I got my first license in Texas, um, at a shootout there. And then we did pro all pro spec. And then last weekend we went to Sonoma and I and I did that competition there and I got second um, last weekend so that'll be my my second license that I've got. Oh, nice. Okay. So definitely deserving to be there. I mean, some people feel weird about the petition, but I don't think I feel the same way I used to about it. You know, <clears throat> I definitely didn't feel like I had my license the way I wanted to get it in, oh. in the first the first event just because there wasn't a lot of people there. Um, and I didn't really have to battle, battle, battle to get it, get the, get the, get where I wanted. So, um, this last weekend was great though. We had to, we lost one of the battles, had to go all the way through the loser's bracket and then battle all the way back up to the top. Then I beat the, I won, won the, the guy who won. I beat, I beat him in once, but because he was doing so well, he didn't, hadn't lost any of them. So he had to double, do a double loss 
and he was driving really good. He was, uh, he, Richard was, he's one of my buddies. We had a great time. We were talking smack to each other the whole weekend and just, just nice. a really friend, a really friendly competitive vibe. I kind of wanted to be like UFC fighters where we, you know, you puffed up your chest and we were, we were, we were there to win. And then at the end we were ha big hugs and glad for whoever won. So it was, it was a really good weekend. Sorry, I got an employee calling me. Call later. Uh, where's your favorite track to drift? Since I know you drift quite a lot in quite a lot of places. My favorite one, I would say, was Summer Jam. Um, at the run at, at Sonoma. I just really love the the uh, the blind the blind top of it, and you just can't really see over the top of it. And I love the elevation change. I'd say that's my favorite run. Um, Drift Week had some really cool ones, but they were all elevation changes. U.S. Air, U.S. Air is probably on my list. Is my next one on my list to go find out because of the elevation changes. So, um, the Drift Week one we did one at a, a Porsche Car Club, and it was real, just like a mini, mini one, mini summer jam, and that was super cool. Um, I just like the blind, the blind tops, and and the elevation change just makes it a little more technical. Uh, you know what? I have not been able to nail the elevation change like at Horse Thief. I was kind of upset with myself. I wasn't able to connect the downhill. Uh, I have, I have yet to got to drive there, and that's on my list. We were supposed to go there a couple weeks ago, and we haven't made it there. So funny of all the places I go to, I haven't seemed to make it down to that event or that venue. Have you been to Willow Springs at all? No, I haven't. Oh we were, shit! We were scheduled. Yeah, we were scheduled to. We wanted to well, I would have been to that last shootout, and then they wouldn't let me compete because I had my pro license, my pro spec license. So we canceled that weekend, and then we were supposed to go the weekend and hang out with Odie and do the. Uh, they have the extreme event, something or another, another another series that they're or another play event that was going on there, and we had to cancel it for I can't remember some reason, but it's next on our list. I've been looking at it to go down there. So as soon as they do another one of those. The problem is, is they're only one day events. So in the winter time, I really got to pick my battles to where I want to go because the one day events kind of, kind of are a bummer, but that's no, all right. Especially when you're driving, what does it take to get from where you're at to 14? Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of a pain. You spend all day Friday driving to, you know, be tired and then have to get up in the morning and drive all day. Yeah. And then leave it's, the next it's morning. It's fun. Yeah, we just, we you know spent all that money to get there. Spent a thousand bucks to get there. You want to do two days? Yeah. So that's kind of that's what that is. And that's not included, driving. <laughs> no, that's 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 <laughs> just the fuel. <laughs> yeah. Each of it, each of each one costs us between three to five every time we we go out. But wh whatever, I mean, it's worth all of it. Yeah, I know. I, I, we I, got I, a couple. We have a couple of other venues, Walla Walla, Washington. We love going there because Villains, Villain Sports Land, those guys put on great events. Um, the track's really fun. Um, it's fairly close to home, and we have a season pass there or a 10-year pass. So when I go there, I don't have to shell out as much money for me and the wife to drive. And the same with Medford. We have a, we have a pass there that we, we utilize, and uh, it doesn't cost us as much when we, when we head that way. So we end up going there. And I love Medford. I love the people there. The the track is super cool. The the atmosphere is really good. Um, it's not all about rules there. It's more about having fun and driving hard and lots of seat time. That's that's what we dig about those two locations. Mm. I um you 
you have a sim set up, right? I do. How? I dr- Go ahead. I, I, we just got it working really good before Sonoma, and I put down three to 400 laps before we went to Sonoma, and I'm sure you were going to get into that with me, and, and it helped. The two dudes that were on the box was me and Richard, and we were both doing the sim like at home like bad the two days before it. We're just we were as a matter of fact I I ruined the handbrake when the night the night before we were on the sim just just driving 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 and handbrake died so I tried to spend a couple hours and fix it to to get it to go but funny funny story is yeah we broke the handbrake <laughs> trying to trying to get prepped for the event but it it paid off like I went out there and first lap out I was I was hitting my marks I think I only did six laps before the comp because oh, wow. I wanted, I wanted to go drive summer jam. That's what I went there for was like, I've been dying to drive that, that run again, plus, plus the comp. So, um, yeah, I just did, did a few laps, felt really good on it. And I'm like, heck with it. I'm going to go run summer jam and come back and party with the boys later. And it worked out. All right. Nice. And clearly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it worked out good. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. I just got mine set up and I still haven't like figured out how to use it quite yet. Um, I don't know if it's poor setup or just getting used to it. Still working all the time. I am. Set. Oh boy, it took a year for ours to get working good, and I even gave up on it for a while. And then, um, I had um a good buddy who does my photography for Formula Drift was uh a Walter Walter Booz, and he just came he came to our house on his way to Seattle for FD and stopped here and just she's just was like a wizard with it. Fingers were flying and I downloaded all this stuff, and when he left. It was working like it, like it, like I'd never used it before. So um, he's local to me. I'm about to hit him up. He is super rad. Like he's he's actually uh, he races the one of the pro sim series. Oh shit! So really nice. He, yeah, he knows he knows what to do. He had to qualify to get into that series and whatnot, just like pro, pro spec. He had to qualify to get into it. So he and it's funny. We'll go to FD, and he's got his sim in his truck in the passenger seat and he'll be like doing photos. He's like, Oh my God, oh, I gotta go get dialed in for, and he'll go quit taking photos, run it over to his sim, do his qualifying run on his sim in his truck and then go back out there and shoot photos at FD. So he's really got, you know, he's, he's, he's into it super, super big time too. So that's kind of cool seeing all that go down. And then you'll, all the pros, not all the pros, but you'll see a handful of people coming over to his rig and, and driving his sim when they're, during the during the comps or during the week the weekend also so it's kind of kind of interesting but now it's been working great and then also just hit up a couple guys that i could um knew were high level sim drifters and got them on discord and they made a few more adjustments for me and and now it's working good i do not know how to do it to be honest with you i know i haven't done i haven't got that part far into like having someone help me set it up but like a quite a few of my friends got it set up pretty decent apparently I've got, like, one friend who's got, like, his PC. He doesn't even have a case for it. He just has, like, the shit laying on his desk. Like, his motherboard is on top <laughs> of a phone book, like, that his mom had since the 80s, apparently. <clears throat> and then, like, everything else is just chilling on top. But he's got, like, a Thrustmaster and all the... Like, he has all the good shit for it. Um, but he's like, yeah, I'm using it every day. It's it's a, it's a good tool, I think. Uh, I mean, I know for a fact I'm going to be... I, as soon as my handbrake comes in, I've actually been kind of jonesing to get back on there and get practicing on the FD horses and and uh, hone my skills a little bit and go out there and do better. Really, that's the that's the goal. Uh, speaking of goals, what are your goals in FD? 
My goals in FD are, let's see, let's see this, my goals in FD. Right here. That's on the fridge. That's my wife's on the fridge. It says, uh, number one girl in pro spec. And then mine below it is, is win pro spec and get my pro one license. So that's the only stuff on our refrigerator. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to, I want to just, I want to, I want to drive with all all the guys I watch on TV every day and and uh, just I guess waste all the money I got. <laughs> oh, I know, right? You know, yeah, speaking of that, it's do you prefer having it come out of your own pocket than to have to deal with like certain sponsor obligations if you get like yourself like a big title sponsor? Is that something you would want as like your day job? Oh, definitely. You know, I want to, I want to wake up in the morning and only have to do that. I hate banging nails. I hate doing construction, you know, and I, I say hate it, but I, I'm looking for a change. I feel like every 10 years, a guy kind of needs a change. And I did that with my other field and, and I just, I want to eat and breathe it. I want it. I want to do car things. At, like I know Rome, he wakes up and like, that's his gig. If he even has to go down to the city office and talk to them about, you know, getting on somewhere or, or promoting something, I would way rather be doing that than talking to people about their kitchens and bathrooms. Like I'm over it, to be honest with you. Um, and you know, I think it opens more doors if it's, if it's, you're teaching, if you, even if it's just teaching autocross classes or you're, you're at a Porsche car club or whatever during the week, and then you're doing your drifting during the day. Um, I want to do something different. I'm just sick of sick of doing the pound of nails in the in the houses. To be honest with you, that's fair. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what you do before? So I was a journeyman electrician for like 15 years, and then I just switched over to a general contractor. So now we did remodels, and now I just kind of do remodels and bathrooms and kitchens. And it makes it makes good money, and we have a beautiful house because of it. But uh, I want to do. I just want to. I just want to do more car stuff. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, what's kind of like your ideal setup? Like, it's just is it is it to have like the big main sponsor? Where you're doing this as a that's your day job. You're going into I don't know. What's my hey, ideal what's a race car day uh, job? My race car day job. Honestly, Adam LZ's got it figured out, right? He gets yeah, he to does. go home and and. I mean, I say he's got to figure out. He's at home. He's probably battling. He's battling gremlins we don't know about, right? Of course. But he's worked his he's worked his butt off. He earned that RTR gig. He gets to, and I know he wanted to. I can't say no. This I assume he wanted to get away from having to manage a team and manage all that stuff, so he could go do the stuff that he probably loved a little more, which is playing with cars and making videos about cool, cool car stuff, cool car content, and and I think that's pretty rad. Um. And yeah, that's probably my ultimate gig. I want to I want to arrive and drive in the baddest car there, and I want to go play with all the other with all my other thirty other high horsepower cars, making cool content during the week. Yeah, that's I can never get into the content part of like sitting there and filming something. I get like shh, my AD my ADHD kicks in, and I like lose sight of what's in front of me, and I'll go wander off doing other shit. So. I couldn't do I have yet. no I have a buddy who is uh Bobby Loai who's is my best friend who loves 
making videos and goes everywhere with us and we have so much fun just doing honestly kind of i think probably where adam came from doing the stupidest things ever um and with cars and then videotaping it and then he makes killer videos and then I, and and uh in the end it's really cool to see the video when it's all said and done but i have very little desire to edit it and create the video so uh, there's a part of me that, that there's portions of it I love and portions of it I hate. Got it. That makes sense. Like like the whole work thing. You like the money it brings, but you hate having to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. Uh, so, this. what did you finish last year? Where did you finish at? Oh, I don't know. To be honest, I was not not happy with my finish. I probably haven't even looked, but I'm guessing right around 20th. I had a really rough week go at uh, at Irwindale. Just we had car setup issues. We hit the wall early in the weekend, put the car to work right, and that dropped me from I think about 16th place. Still didn't have the results I wanted. The car was really like, as everybody tells you, and they'll tell you tell you all. And then you still won't do it is don't go build another car. Just, you know, build upon what you got. But I really felt like the car I had wasn't suitable for formula drift in the aspect. It didn't have the back cut off of it. If you hit the wall, you're going to mousetrap into it. Um, it didn't have the right power power. And so I, so I was just kind of building a car already before I got my license to be a, a bigger horsepower car. And I was dreaming about FD and if it worked, it worked. And if it didn't, it didn't. So then I jumped into that car and that car was just, I had a little tweak on each, you know, from the motor to the cooling system, to the blower, a few little tweaks I had to figure out. And it was a rough season. We had, we only had really one event where we didn't have issues and it, it, it just flowed good. And that was St. Louis. And I did, and I did my best there. Um, I won, I got through the top 16 and, that was about it. The other other weekends, it was we had it was a rough go. We had alternator issues, we had blower issues, we had um, binding issues, we had suspension issues, and it was all just figuring the car out. I didn't I didn't have any time to test it before the first round. Oh, so yeah, that was our biggest downfall. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. I get it though. Like, uh, we, yeah, we were just put. We were just pushing to get there. We made it there, and just we just we worked our butt off at the first round, and it car was just charging issues, and then heater heating issues. So we've got it all squared away away now, and it's it's running great. So we're ready for next year. Any off season like uh, upgrades or rebuilds you plan on doing, or you just plan on keeping it simple? No, we're not going to do a whole lot to it other than um, pull it apart, check all the dog rings in it so that we know we don't have any transmission issues coming into the next the next season. Um, I think I know we have the cooling issues figured out, so now we can turn the boost back up a little, little bit. We had it only about um, nine pounds of boost for most of the season. We're going to turn it back up to hopefully back up to 14 and see if we can make it work without having cooling issues. Um you know, other than that, just to really gather up all the spare parts that we think we might need, and um, and just kind of we're gonna tear the part. We're gonna tear it apart. I don't think I'm gonna send the motor in at this point, but uh, tear it all apart. Just uh, nut and bolt check everything, and and do it again. Um, as far as like the power goes, do you feel? Because I know you said that you're you were down, or you brought the boost down, so obviously you're a little bit down on power. Um, do you feel like you were being dusted by anybody out in the field? With no, the power you're um, at on the, would you say it was five pounds or nine pounds rather? 
nine pounds. We were probably like six fifty. No, I didn't really feel like I was getting dusted. I think I think it'll be fine to. Um, I I could have gone back at that that power range and been just fine. Um, but there is, you know, like it's it's shown when even I go out and drive with like the when I did this last competition, it was nice to have the fastest car there. And that would be so that if I wanted to pull on their door, I could pull on their door. And, and so, mm. yes, a little bit of power is, is nice. Um, could, could Chelsea go get in my car and lose another 50 horsepower and still win? Yes. And that's only because he's a more consistent driver so that when he makes it, his mistake, he doesn't need as much power to make up for his mistake because he doesn't make as many mistakes. Whereas I'll make a bigger mistake on the transition and I'll need a little more. A little more power it does me a little does me more good to catch up. That's fair. So it, so yeah, I mean it does help, but it's not it's not the ultimate. I think a person with a 650 horsepower car that's NA can come out there and mop the field. They just got to know how to drive. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, that's what I was wondering because it's like you guys are all on 255 tires and a minimum of 2,900 pounds, so it just becomes like shit. How are you guys doing it? Like, how are you making that? that tire works so well <laughs> this is everybody's giving it all they've got like when these cars are all if at full tilt ben hobson's um jaeger's car they are like eight eight pounds of eight pounds in the tires um you can watch hobson's like lifting a tire mine was lifting a tire at a couple of the rounds um just getting full grip um tires work great but they don't do anything more than two laps. So that's kind of the bummer with the tire. Yeah. But for two laps, they do really good. Yeah. Uh, when you're – do you use, like, the GT radials when you're, like, just going for, like, fun stuff? No, I, I like the Pergias. I can get three times the, the wear out of a, a tire. I can get six laps and and have more grip. Then I can go with the GT radial as opposed to two laps. And still less grip. So I'm still a believer of the Valinos. They are a ripping tire. They 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 go good and last a little bit longer oh, okay. for the play events. Now I I had them already left over from the from the season. So I, to be honest with you, I've only had to buy my FD tires this season. I've had a ton of other mismatched brands and a few other tires, a lot of other tires left over. So I really haven't had to purchase any tires. Um, but this last comp, I did run all GT radials because that was the tire I knew, and I wanted to win, and I knew that that tire was going to be out there the most. Unfortunately, I didn't buy enough of them because of all the one more times I had and the loser bracket, and I was short six tires. Oh, so wow. that that did hinder me. On that, I mean, that was a big mistake on my part coming into the last few few, few competitions, and I and I lost it because of it. I had no grip. Oh, I was shit. running on worn out tires. But we learned now. I mean, we just, as soon as we got thrown into the loser bracket, there was just so many more battles. That you didn't plan for. That makes sense. Yeah, well, I think I did three one more times and then uh -huh. the full loser bracket. So we did a lot of driving that weekend. But it was super fun for that aspect. Uh, was it, since you brought something up earlier that I want, that uh, TDL didn't let you run because you already have your license? Yeah, which seems a bit far-fetched. 
Oh, I I hit up Rathina and begged and pleaded uh, probably enough that she was annoyed by me, to be honest <laughs> with you. I hit up Rome. I'm like, what is going on? Da, da, da. I mean, like, guys, I don't even care if I'm – give the license to the fourth class, fourth place guy. I just needed to drive. I felt like I got my ass handed to me in FD, and I just want to do better. And a competition setting is the only way I'm going to get better, right? Like, drive with the FD. guys that are fast. And they're they're fast cars and they're there to win and we're gonna you know we're gonna throw down when we go and I want to know that when I line up against you and no she wouldn't I mean I mean I guess I can see why in some aspects when Rome wanted to drive this last shootout they told him no and you know there's you know I would have been not bummed if Rome was there I'd have been liked I'd have loved to have gone up with Rome right let's go yeah. let's go throw down but but on the same note I know there was people that I took out of out of winning their license and same with um Breadman, he was both of us took away two licenses and i know i know i talked i talked to everybody there and there was everybody wanted their license and there was probably two or three that i can't say deserved but were had the potential to get that license and could and, and wanted to drive fd next year and we took that away from him so that i do have you know some you know mixed emotions with that but um and at the end of the day um, I'm not getting better driving these these go kart courses and 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 kind of comps. I need, the, you know, I went in there swinging and and they knew it and 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 everybody else and everybody else had to step up the game and it was and because of it we all drove harder. So it was it was it's it is what it is. And that's fair, but at the same time, it is called pro am. So from my understanding, pro am is professionals and amateurs in a mixture. So it just kind of. It's kind of it's a little weird for me for the, for them to say no. Um, I can kind of understand why they would say no to Rome, but then again, at the same time, it is called pro am. It's not called anything else. Um, so it doesn't make sense for them to to like not allow you guys to run. And then to add to what you had mentioned about you know drivers that could potentially make it. Well, that's the thing. They and as unfortunate as it may seem, they didn't make it that day. They didn't beat you. They're, if they want to go to prospect, they got to be able to beat you, right? When they get there, and that same thing I mean, goes I, for Rye. I mean, that's just how I look at it. Um, not life isn't fair, so you know what I mean. You got to work for shit. And that day, they just weren't able to get it. But when they do get it, it'll make it that much better. Yeah, I mean, you're one hundred percent on there. If they if they were that good, they would have beat me, right? And the reality was, is I'm still getting my ass handed to me every. Every time I go there, and if they can't beat me, they got another thing coming. Like, I mean, I drove harder than I, I can't say harder than I ever had, but I drove more aggressive with those guys, and I ticked off a few people there, but I'm like, uh, every one of them, if you didn't like it, well, then don't go to FD, because I remember day my second round with Alex Jaeger, and he threw it on my door. He smashed into me. I had no hard feelings. All I could remember is, I guess I should have been on throttle, and so... That's what I said to these guys too. Should have been on throttle, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it was all a learning experience, hopefully for them, and it definitely was for me. Yeah, there, there can be some like sourness sometimes when someone gets hit or something like that. I've seen it a lot, even at like the pro level, you hear about it too. Um, I'm sure you've heard like pretty interesting stories from different people. Um, but that's something I don't get, especially when it kind of, it's kind of like drifting is a contact sport, so I don't understand why people are getting upset. But then again everyone kind of reacts to things differently. So it's, it's, a, it's another thing you got to think about as well. After coming from FD, like uh, my car's not a jewel, it's a tool. 
and and people got to have that mentality yep. you know like yeah, let's do i my car comes home from every event pretty smashed up and in, in every direction and it felt if it's a competition setting yeah so i expect it uh did you take your prospect car or your pro-am car to that shootout last weekend both of them my wife competed in the, okay. my, my pro-am car and then i drove the pro car that's what it kind of was getting at uh, and she plans on doing prospect too, right? Yeah, we're we're, we're shooting to get her there. It's going to take her a minute, but she's doing great. She is very very consistent, um, and you know, she's she's got her head wrapped around the whole theory of it all, and so it won't it won't be long. We just gotta just get her doing competitions. This was this has been her this will be her second competition, and so she's done some local ones at the go kart tracks, and. Uh, but I mean, I think she got two one more times and beat two boys, and she was super pumped. And he, and we had, you know, my boy's twelve years old, and he crew chiefed for us. And all in all, it was like a super dope weekend for all of us. We had a lot of fun for, with the fam, to be honest That's with awesome. you. So, yeah, I have a ten year old, and he, like my last competition I did, he finally started getting into it a little bit. So uh, before he would just sit there and be like, "Can you hurry the fuck up so we can get home?" Uh, but now, but that day he was a little bit more into it, so I'm hoping that it happens the same here. Um, was it just you three that went? So it was just you three changing tires and shit. Actually, I have a so, long story short, right? But I got a, I have uh Madison Tuttle, which is just a young girl who came up to me and just like teach me to drift. And her parents are super down with it. And before we know it, she just wanted to come out and hang out. And their parents race um, midgets and stock cars. And they're a racing family. And so before you knew it, they were our crew chief. They were our, they were our, our, our pit crew. So I had my buddy Bobby who does all my media. And he's he's always my crew chief no matter where we go. But those guys just jumped in. And they I had my car that was off broken in the corner. And they were over there fixing my wife's car. And we were so grateful to have them out there and help us out. and. Uh, they learned a ton of ton of, ton of it information from us, and we had a ton of fun with them. And we couldn't have done it without them because I couldn't help my wife. I was too busy doing one more times and fixing, you know, little things on my on my car to keep it going too. So, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Uh, it it took a full team to get us through that weekend for sure. There was there was six or seven people rolling tires and changing stuff and making it and getting gas and just making it all happen. It was it was really cool. That's awesome. Um, your first, are you doing prospect? Oh, wait, you said you didn't finish that well. Uh, so you're doing prospect again. Um, anything you plan on doing different this year or did you just need the seat time in the new car? Oh yeah, we're doing a ton of stuff different. Like just trying to think of the wording here. Um, All of our, all this, just all the stuff we learned from the year before is going to definitely help us out. The the uh, sim's going to help us out. Um, we didn't have anybody doing sector times and data like that. So we have Nate from Beacon Industries give me a bunch of spreadsheets on on keeping all that information. And so we've got a bunch of data from the year before, and we're going to start keeping more information. So um, we just instead of going to the line and going how fast is that person, we're going to know how fast they are. Be- because of some of the things we're going to change. So, yeah, we definitely have a better game plan going into this year. Last year, it was more like, let's just get a car driving, 
go out there and, and, and drive, honestly. Um, but that's what FD has taught me from last year is, is just those guys are so well prepared and they have so much information they're bringing down to the, to the guy on the, on the track that you, you've got to be doing it too, or you're not going to be with them. Yeah. That's fair. Um, any, any weird FD rules that came up? I know they have a few oddballs in there that kind of like, like what? That's a rule. <laughs> well, I say that funny, funny, funny one that I didn't know about that you'll remember is just my first day in pro am that I didn't realize you couldn't change change your air pressure in between laps, which is obviously common sense. But you'll remember that day you're pitted right by me. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know it. I, you had you, I done, that was my first round ever doing. I didn't know you didn't so, know that. <laughs> I gave you shit for it too. I was like, and then Ben I, had yep, told me. I remember. Ben had told me he's like, oh, he didn't know. I was like, oh, well, I feel kind of bad now. Um, but uh, I was whatever. like, no, you didn't just fucking ask somebody to lower your tire pressure, did you? I honestly thought you knew, but I was like, damn. And you were like in the moment too. You were like, lower my fucking tires. What were they at? Like something ridiculous? <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, um, well, funny story was that day. It was daytime. We were running. The car was running good, and then we went into the to the uh, second drivers meeting, and one of the pro drivers like, "You guys, it's gonna get the grip level's gonna go up. Probably add about ten pressure, ten pounds of psi to your tires." Blah blah blah. We went out there and added the ten pounds. The car was all over the place, and and he just he just yarded me, and I had kept up with him all day long. And so I was just like, oh, we got we got to get back. We so needless to say, we should have should have probably only put five pounds of pressure in there, or four pounds. Um, but we didn't. I didn't know any of that. I mean, and, and everybody would have said, well, don't you know FD rules? I mean, I'd never been on that side of an FD competition where we really paid attention to all the rules. I mean, let's get real. I live twelve hours away from it. I had never even been to a pro am competition. I didn't. Oh, know that was your first competition. Of, yeah, that was oh, my first shit. competition there. Okay, so. I didn't know that. So, yeah, I mean, we were just really still just figuring stuff out. Still are. Every time we go to it, we're, lear we're learning new stuff. But, you know, the, we've definitely opened up the rule book and learned some stuff um, from it, from Trial the weekends. But, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's probably the best way to learn, right? <laughs> well, it's depending the on who you ask. <laughs> It's the hardest way to learn, but it, it definitely ingrains it in you the most. Yeah. Uh, won't, we won't do that again. Right. So this year, do you guys have any other events on top of FD that you guys plan on running as well? Yeah, we plan on doing, we're going to do Drift Week 5. And uh, my wife has another 240 that is her play car. It's got a T56 in it. We're going to take that on Drift Week 5. And then it's going to kind of bang right into each other. We're going to do diff week. We're going to take all the cars down to Florida. Got a homie there that's going to let us stay at his house. We're going to do, I think it's round one of clutch kickers. And then we're going to do drift week five. And then we're going to switch cars. And we're going to go do um, round one FD. And then see how the cars are from there. And then, and then I don't have anything else planned at that point in that, like that month and a half right there. Um, but yeah, I want to do some more of the clutch kickers ones. I probably won't do the full series because they're going to land on on top of each other. Oh, but sure. uh, I do want to. I just do. 
I just want to do some more competitions, and I know the wife wants to do those, so we'll probably I'll probably drive the pro car there, and she'll do the her uh, practice probably the drift week car. She'll do that during the clutch kickers events. Yeah. Does that car have a cage in it? Her her drift week car. It it does. Oh. Okay. It it's it's uh, it's actually from Vegas. Um, and it it was a it's a really well set up car. It makes about four hundred fifty. That's the G thirty five sedan, right? Nope. So we so for Valentine's Day last year, we bought her a blue two forty that uh, with the LS three in it that makes about four fifty to the wheel. And okay. that was her car that we drove. She drove that most of the season, and then we smashed into each other, and it's been kind of parked for a minute. So we're getting it back together now. It's up on the rack, motors back in it, and I got to redo the the. Uh, the bash bar on the front of it, and Shelby have that ripping again. We're hoping to go to the showdown in about a month with that car. So, yeah. The showdown. That's in Phoenix, Arizona. So, I'm assuming you'll probably have Forrest Wang there. Rome usually tries to make it up to that one. It's a little invite-only kind of deal, but it's still... Um, there'll be probably 60 to 100 cars Ooh. at... Um, Trying to think of the uh, Muscleman Muscleman Honda 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 Muscleman or something like that raceway there yeah, in Phoenix. They the drift drift week one and or drift week one and two started there. Oh, it's in Tucson. Excuse me, my wife's yelling at me. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna go do that too. Um, and then I think there's another. Then uh, we're going to try and do the uh, Vegas Strip one in about two weeks from now. We're going to head up there and do that one. The one we'll in Arizona? Bring the, uh, no, in Vegas Drift on the 9th. Oh. Okay. doing the out the outside road course. And we're going to go hit that one. Um, and then we'll take the G35. And then my, I have a 12-year-old boy. We're going to get him practice in there. And then we'll bring our one of the, the 240s with an LS. And me and my wife will tag team that car. And... Um, and then there's another competition in Medford on the beginning of March. That's a team tandem one. So if people are listening to this, um, I don't know the exact link to it. It's called the Lockdown something or another. But you can go to Medford um, Finity Raceway, which is in Medford, and they have the the link there. And there's a $2,500 um, team tandem competition there. We're gonna go. We're gonna go uh, with Brandon Whitnick and a couple other buddies and go up there and play up there. So that's kind of our winter program. It's going to be a little slower, but uh, we got some other things in mind too. So some yeah. skiing to do too. Um, does your kid like to play the sim or no? I'm trying to get my kid on it. Yeah, he loves the sim. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to get on the sim. I'm like, uh, let's. He helps. He's helped figure out the sim for sure. Like just some of the programs and getting on it and. He's uh he's been getting into it more and more as um obviously as I'm up there with him we hang out and he's he sees me driving it and then he tries to do the same stuff and he's getting better at it he's got he's got a long ways to go but uh it it won't be long as as you know kids they he has more time after school to do it than I do too so yeah right I know yeah I usually I try to I probably got it set up maybe like two weeks ago but I've been struggling. Um, I finally got it to where I'm not spinning out every time. But don't ask me to transition. It's that way. It is that way. Do you have a VR or are you just doing it on the single monitor? Uh, I have a single monitor, but I also have a VR. Um, the VR kind of gets have me a little been... sick, so I'm trying to ease myself into that one. Uh, so go buy some Dramamine. Go buy Dramamine. What's right? that? I was, so in 
uh, where were we at? We were at SEMA and we were sleeping in the van and we woke up in the middle of the morning and this guy, some on some side street, and he comes out of his house and he was the coolest dude ever. And he's like, what did you get? What are you guys doing? You all right? Blah, blah, blah. And we're like, just sleeping. We're just on a budget here, balling on a budget. And, uh, he's like, opens up his garage doors, like come in here and hang out. So we ended up going into his house and, and, uh, hung out with him for a couple hours that morning. Needless to say, he was in the military and drove big, big military units. And he's like, we're talking about sim and he's like no go get a fan put it in front of your vr blow the fan in your face and then also take dramamine and between the two of them i was able to work through it in about a week i was not happy at all i was i was really sick to my stomach and i couldn't work through it so within a week i did have still some rotten days there for sure i think every time i did for a week i still would get sick but i could drive like if i didn't take dramamine i was only getting two or three minutes on it and i was done this was getting me 20, 20 to 25 minutes on it each night. And so that was the ticket right there. Dramamine is like for people that ride roller coasters or airplanes or something like that. Ah, so I haven't had that issue. I can do it probably for about, I don't know, anyway, we'll call it from like 20 minutes to like 45 minutes where I've had it mm-hmm. on the longest. But I do feel like complete shit as soon as I take the damn thing off. <laughs> like I feel like I've been drinking all night. You're probably just got to, you know, like you say, just keep doing it. I, I was very persistent on it. Like, I, I got to get this stuff figured out. I, I mean, I just want to I just want to win. And I'm like, what do I got to do? And so yeah. I, every night I would do it right before bed. And I would just, like, force myself to do it every single night. And then, bam, like about day six. So it was like, okay, we got to figure it out. Now wow. I don't get sick at all. That's not too bad. So, yeah. I think just doing it consistently every day. We'll really not like we're doing it once a week. I think your body might forget about it, whatever. But I just knocked it out about six days later. I was like, okay, I got it figured out. I definitely can't do it when I'm ha- when I've had a drink though, because I've done it when like I'm drinking at a night, and then it's like, Ugh. <laughs> That's the that worst. makes sense. I ha- I haven't done it when I was drinking. I've just I'm like if I'm drinking, I'm gonna go party. If I'm not, I'm I'm yeah. kind of like it. I'm kind of like at my job. I feel like a little bit, but yeah. The VR helps a ton, though. Like, I couldn't see, like, you're talking about transitions right there. I couldn't do a good transition without the VR. I can't, I couldn't calculate in my head how much to let off the throttle before transition and how soon to get back on throttle and in, in transition uh, with without the VR. As soon as I put the VR on, it, like, clicked. You could be like, oh, okay, I'm sideways. Side cart, let go, let go. Okay, transition, let go, let go. On throttle, go. Before it was like just so deep into the throttle all the time, thinking that's what I needed to do, and that was not what I needed to do. Yeah, actually, uh, for the first few days, I had the volume real low, thinking it didn't matter. But like as soon as I turned the volume up and I can hear like throttle input, it did help kind of be able to have that um, that sense to it as well, the the noise sense as opposed to just the steering wheel feedback. Um. So that helped a little bit, and I was able to stop spinning out so much. Uh, but like right now, I haven't set up like on Irwindale, and I cannot get through the whole bank without either hitting the wall or getting halfway through it, and the car just over. Um, I just kind of lose the rear end on it, so I'm figuring it out. But I've seen some. It's a hard course. That yeah. Well, I can do it in real life. <laughs> I can do like the the big bank in real life, but. Not on this fucking game. 
how did you like the whole FD experience? Because I know you guys have to do kind of like um, like the autograph session and stuff like that. Was there anything that you were thinking? I thought of... it was... Go ahead. I thought it was... The... I think what those guys are doing, they, they really... They really brought it up this year from talking to other people that had been there before. They're like, FD is totally different. So I don't really know what it was before, but I thought it was the coolest thing ever in drifting. Like, you know, from 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 the autograph sessions to the standing in front of the state to the the, the, the grandstands, hearing the people cheering when you're when you're you know out there with 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 you all the other cars. Knowing that it's your car you built, it's gonna go out there and race, and then having all the people cheering for you when you're out there, like it was, it was something, something I can't explain until you've done it. It's, it is super, super cool. Yeah, um, I haven't. I want to go out there someday. Someday. Uh, you said clutch kickers is on the agenda, and you've done one in the past, right? I haven't done clutch kickers. I've driven the course because of drift week. And I know all the guys down okay. there, and I, ha- I know all the guys down down there. But it's just such a trek to get all the way down there. We hadn't, oh, we'd have, we'd, th- th- we have so many events that we do. I mean, honestly, we did. Well, you've talked to Rome, and he says, you know, the first time I met Rome ever, he's like, I'm like, how did you get to where you were? And he says, I did 50 events, and I'm like, sweet, I'll do 50. And then I remember, I think he was on your podcast. He's like, I did 70, and I'm like, all right, buddy, let's do it. We'll do 70. So I think we did 70 drive days in that range, between 60 and 70. So we did a ton of them all on the, this side of the U.S., and it was really hard to get over there that far. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to do it. I just want to do more competitions. I want to I drive against uh, Magic Mike. I think he's going to be an FD this year anyway. And I want to drive with my all my other buddies that are doing that series. So, um, yeah, I want to hopefully be able to relax a little bit when I'm there and have a little more fun in the competition setting and then hopefully be able to bring that back into FD because I'm so it's 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 so overwhelming when you're there you kind of lose sight of having fun that's what I'm kind of my big concern is with that is like I've done that even in pro-am like I go to a pro-am event and I'm like I'll drive great the day before like the competition is even a thing and then you know, Saturday comes around and that's practice. Then I'll drive like shit all day because now there's a whole bunch of people there. Um, yep. And then competition comes and then I'm like, I'm a fucking nervous Nelly. And I need a drink to calm down and I can't have one because I got to drive. It is. It was definitely the way for me too. But when I went to this this shootout last weekend in Sonoma, I felt like I had had all the training I needed when I was going to be there. Uh-huh. And I didn't, I wasn't a nervous Nelly. Like I didn't even feel like I needed to drive the course. I came there. I did my Sam. I, I linked the course really well in the beginning. I, I felt like I should be there and I drove like it and I had fun like it. And I was goofing around with all my friends and it was, I feel like I can just get some more competitions done where i do good um that'll help it that'll help out with it too maybe i didn't feel like i deserved to be there because i mean let's get real those the top five guys they could be they could be in the they could be on the podium and pro one too they really could be yeah uh even richard man that guy's only been he hasn't even been driving a year yet 
Yeah, we ran into each other at Drift Week, and he actually he ran into me at Drift Week. Small, <laughs> but you know, yeah, he's been driving. He drove really good. He's got a lot of good help. Um, car was working really good for him, and uh, he's ripping, no doubt about it. But there you go, the the sim back onto the sim because I drove with him a year ago. He wasn't driving like this a year ago, right? But he drove that sim, and he came out there and laid down great great runs online the whole weekend. Wow! So you guys are wild. And then a lot of it kind of helps, though, is how much seat time you get. And, like, not everyone can afford the same amount of seat time. So there's a big, big uh, kind of difference between, like, the good drivers and some drivers who don't get as good. Uh, and that's... I'm lucky. I'm super lucky. I have a wife that'll let me, that is, well, let's get real. I was driving and she was crewing for me for a long time and... It was a, one weekend. She's like, ah, I don't know. I might stay home this weekend. And I'm like, okay, we're buying her a car. <laughs> like, you're coming along. And then she's been like in it, just, you know, full fledged again. So, like, now she's, she'll, she'll let me spend all of our money on drifting. And, and before I was too, right? But, um, there's, but now there's, it's okay. There's no, <laughs> now it's okay. Well, it was okay before, but, um, she's, she's, there's one, there's no fights about money. And we'll just yeah. buy the, buy the tires. You know, let's, let's go. Let's do it. And so that is a big help in itself. Yeah, I know. I kind of have like a, not a similar situation, but like, so I like to drive, right? And go drifting and spend my money on cars. And then like my girlfriend, she's a traveler. She loves to go new places and see new things. And I'm like, I can't afford that and this. So how about you do your thing and I'll do mine and we'll meet in the middle. Uh, <laughs> that's only going to work for so long until she tells me to piss off. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. It is hard because I mean I I I, I want to be with my girl all the time. She's like we're the best of friends and yeah, we, same here. The best of time we have the best of the time at events and like I I I I don't I couldn't imagine being there with anybody else to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, have you ever driven like a lower horsepower car, or did you go straight into like a bigger build? You know, I, my first car was probably like 375 and it did, it did, it has hindered me. So where that question's going is like, definitely I have the G right. And I've, uh -huh. and I haven't been forced to drive the G to really hone those skills. The lower horsepower car will teach me. So I'm kind of going in reverse learning tools and having to, to really reapply them. Um, so yeah, that's a big, that has been a hindrance to me for sure. Yeah, same boat, because I started out with, like, a fucking 400 horsepower car. I've never driven anything less, and it's just gotten faster, and it's not helped. So I finally picked up last year, not last year, earlier this year, a uh, lower horsepower Cadillac. And then finally, today, I finally figured out what was wrong with it. It only took me nine months. So <laughs> now I can get that thing registered and then uh, go rip at the track, because... Like getting the truck and trailer together just to get to the track here, you're looking at like a minimum, two hundred bucks just to get there. Uh and then tires are fucking expensive, especially in like a four hundred and fifty horsepower car. You're not getting a lot of laps on a set of tires unless you're running maybe Kendas, and those haven't been around since what <laughs> late twenty twenty a year. Yeah, exactly. So I think. I I got a few of those kicking around still. I've been hoarding them. Yeah, I, I have like a, I have one set here left that I haven't touched yet. But 
now that all the cars are kind of coming together, maybe I'll take it out. The lower horsepower car, so I get more seat time. Um, yeah, definitely. We use a bunch of crappy old uh, takeoffs on the on the G thirty five, and it makes it way more affordable to take out. But yes, I don't, is there's I get in it, and I don't have it's, I I I feel like to just to have enough fun at the level I'm at now, and the guys I want to chase, I really want a four hundred horsepower car because I I go to chase the guys that are the good drivers, and they're not driving the G anymore, and so I I don't have as much fun driving that car there's no doubt about it but i know i need to i know i need to use utilize it and hone a few techniques for sure yeah it's, that that does make sense because i've seen a lot of people do it and then i see a lot of people not do it and you can always tell like which drivers have not driven the lower horsepower cars as opposed to the guys who have um especially when it gets to like a tight situation um you know, when they either got to slow down abruptly or something like that before they hit the driver in front of them or whatever it is. Um, I've seen a lot of people where they're like, they'll kind of, you see some drivers kind of slowly almost hit someone and then you'll see somebody else just like fucking blatantly hit somebody just from the lack of not knowing how to do it. Uh, maybe from teaching you with like the lower horsepower car because you're going all, all off of momentum. Or mostly. Right? Oh, there's, for sure, for sure. That's it's still an issue. I'm I'm battling myself. That's actually probably one of my biggest issues. Oh really? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's... Oh, I mean, just 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 modulating, getting it, getting on their door, just at the right momentum, and all that that comes along with it. I mean, I I I think I punted four people or three people at the last event. I kind of got kind of rubbed rubbed a few people wrong, but <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't going slow. I was I was clutch kicking into them. We were it was I was going as hard as I could. I wasn't wanting to give them any room. Yeah. And so, you know, combination of them not going hard enough or me going too hard, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely some tools I need to hone there to make that, that transition better. Um, what, any plans different from like the last season as far as, I don't know, maybe the way you ran your program is, uh, uh, aside from what you had mentioned earlier about like the spotting and getting like times and stuff like that, um, just like the, the more a more fluid program to make you guys run a little bit of a tighter ship at the competitions. Yeah, I have my my Bobby, like I mentioned before, he is he has been kind of like playing three different positions, and so I think he's going to step back from that, and he's going to be our full full time crew chief. He lives with, but he's he travels with us full time, and so we've got we've, we're going to move him into a different position, and that I think will, will help better we kind of utilized other people at each venue because we didn't have as much help as we wanted nor the funds to get people there and i think we're going to eliminate that all together and make sure we just use the same people every time even if it's less amount of people the confusion will be less so that's one thing i'm going that i'm going to try and see how well it works but i can already tell from the other events it's it's going to help us out there so we're going to try we're going to do that and um um going to get motel rooms we slept in we slept in the trailer every fd event we could and i just didn't get the rest i needed to so we're going to switch that up um because just cost we just drive every single weekend and we typically stay in the trailer so i'm like we can stay in the trailer blah 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 we had 10 people sleeping in the trailer at irwindale so 
and we were definitely doing it cheaper than most people there, and it still cost us a ton. But this year, we've already been booking our motel rooms. I'm going to do them for FD weekends only, so we get so I so I can wake up rested. I know I know Matt feels like I think I get the most rest I ever do on FD weekends because he makes sure he gets his eight hours before he he comes there. So um, I think that'll help us out a lot too. I remember being on the line like yawning. I was so tired, and 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 because uh, you're just up late nights and not, you don't sleep as good there. And so we're so I think that's we're going to try and change up the program there for sure. Yeah, definitely be able going going to sleep on the floor in oily clothes because the floor's there. It's not the business. <laughs> Trust me. <I> didn't. <laughs> Not fun. Uh, I'm surprised you guys got you were able to sleep at Irwindale. Like um, in the past, like when they did uh, the Sorensons, actually, we did a. This is the first season when they did competitions on Fridays. Uh, basically, the Sorensons got there Thursday night because we were doing a Thursday night drift. So everybody got there, and then they were like, "Hey, you guys can't stay in there." He's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Yeah, you have to drive off of the property." To stay in your RV. Oh, oh my goodness. Toted, yeah. And I was like, oh, right. shit, man. So I remember I pulled up the next morning at 6. And uh, they were right there in line with with everybody else waiting to get back in to the place they could have just stayed in. That's crazy. Yeah, they let us they let us sleep in multiple locations there. When we first pulled in, we pulled into the left. And we slept there. And then we pulled into our pits. And we slept there. So... Um. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't seem to have a problem with it. Nice. There's a lot of um, like cheap Airbnbs too over here too. So I don't know if you guys are like allowed to do like drop the trailer off the night before, and then maybe just drive like the truck out. But you can get like an Airbnb for like forty bucks. Hmm. I mean, but yeah. The, I don't get me wrong. It's I not guess... the greatest area. <laughs> but you will have a yeah. Sleeping. Right. Yeah. We we uh. We're going to get something figured out. We came there for an FD1 round, and we didn't book our rooms soon enough. And, you know, I think we were we were about a 1000 bucks before we were done. I'm just a cheapskate. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to get it all done and drive every single weekend. And I'm just like kind of almost anti-motel rooms, to be honest with you. I'm like, I can do it without no motel room. But um, we were forced to get one at one of the last venues. Oh, that's right. Sonoma on the way there. And I'm like, I am so, I feel so much better. We just got to implement this for FD. And so that's what we're going to change up for next year. If we got to spend the four grand for the four rounds, that's all right. For all, yeah. And even if it's like a Motel 6. Okay. Yeah. It still is, you know, 600 bucks for the weekend. And that's going to do it on the cheap side. That's if we all sleep in the same room. And oh, and so, shit. yeah, if we don't, I mean, we're still looking at over a grand. And it just adds up. Yeah, so. that's true. But that uh, peace of mind and good rest is probably worth the budget. It's it's just you got to put it in the budget if you want to be fully focused. I think that's fair. Uh, What's your guys's uh, What's your guys' first event for FD this year? It's down in um, Florida at um, OSW OSW Orlando Speed World. So. So um, they don't the, do Atlanta no more, huh? Nope, we don't do Atlanta anymore. Okay. So, sucks. yeah, I was kind of looking forward to going and, and doing that. But um, OSW is fun. I like the wall there. I'm good at that wall there. Um, we had a we had 
we had we drove really well there for what it was other than our suspension issues and the big jump that they had in the middle of it um so <laughs> whatever we're looking forward we're looking forward to going back we got some good How numbers that, to start by with the way? well my suspension we were dealing with so many other gremlins in the car we overlooked suspension issues and it was the car was not driving was not reacting the way we wanted to over the bump and um it was definitely wild but it's but i mean coming off the bank everybody was bottoming out and then the jump in the middle of it but whatever um that's just car control that's just you just get better at your car control right yeah what so, do you, what is your plan to combat that this year besides just bottoming out um we had the car set up fairly low um coming into it and so um now if you've seen pictures of my car it actually sits sits really high and that's kind of we kind of went through um Wout he 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 owns um Enos or Enzel in um the Netherlands and yeah. he is a Weiss Fab dealer there and Jesus Drift Jesus and Drift he's been it. like he's been my Jesus for the whole year like he uh-huh. he well we did we did Drift Week 2 together so we became really good friends and he's helped me set up the car and we got a bunch of stuff changed and get got it working after the first round but we were we had the night before round one, we were on a dyno changing the fuel from from regular C16 to ethanol and redynoed it, and then we had alternator issues. So we were we were just happy to be able to get out there and drive, but we overlooked the suspension. And when we came back in, one side was like full hard, and the other side was full soft. And so when we hit the jump, it caused the car to just to just kind of want to tip over. And so um, and we had it set up super low. So we came back and he's like, no, you, you need to have, you know, your arms at a certain position before, well, it's sitting there, um, the static. And so we made some adjustments and the cars handled really well since. So nice. that's, that'll be our, we've got some, and we have some, some, uh, other ideas from other friends before we go to. And he's so. like a wise fab guru from my understanding, isn't he? He was, he's the number, he's the first wise fab dealer ever. So he's just oh, like, he? you know, oh. yep. Yeah, so, so they are in uh, Estonia. That's where Weiss Fab is. And so, and he's in the Netherlands. So they're just like right across the border. So he's all about that. Even though they're a BMW guy, you know, that's what they do the most of. I mean, the Weiss Fab, the 240 kit is the first one ever. And um, he's actually helped develop the, the kits for the Corvettes and who's over here helping Richard. And um they they developed a bunch of stuff and he's actually been they developed a bunch of bmw parts and as he comes back i think that's kind of what his trips are wrapped around for the drift week stuff is some parts development and uh yeah nice yeah he's a uh, he's pretty well known in the in the drifting community even for somebody who doesn't even live here he's pretty well known yeah um, he's well, he hangs out down there all the time anyway yeah, there's another Drift Jesus in Canada who's been on the show before from the... Uh, they're going to hate me. I want to say the 881 crew. Um, but, yeah, there's one there, and then, like, I saw... the One of their fucking Instagrams says the real Drift Jesus, and one of them says Drift Jesus. So, I don't <laughs> think they know each other, though. I haven't asked them, but I have to ask. Um... With the, uh, do you guys have any new rules next year that you have to like change your car for, or no? Um, I don't have to change my car, but I think they're finally implementing the steering column and the 
and the throttle and the clutch or the pedal box rule. Yeah. So you got a handful of people that are kind of torqued off about that stuff, which is understandable. I wish I wish they let us put a pedal box in. I really um, think that the OEM stuff is garbage, and we're talking about stuff that controls the car. Like honestly, if you wanted to make me do a front mount radiator, I think that's like I get the whole idea that. They're trying to make it so people modify their cars less, but a pedal box makes it so I can, I can have brake bias from front to rear. That's that's really adjustable. My OEM stuff is garbage, and I even have a brake bias in there, and I'm doing all these things, and it is garbage. I'm having the so, same problem. So that bias. rule being, they're, they're they're, I think that's kind of a silly rule, uh-huh. um, but but whatever. I mean, I'm I'm not here to argue with them about it. We'll just hopefully adjust some stuff and i think nate's making a uh brake booster delete that will be legal for fd and hopefully we can get a couple things to adjust on it but um it is what it is i mean everybody's going to be on the same stuff so that so that kind of levels the playing field yeah but at the same time you're talking about like a steering column that's what like 300 bucks <laughs> oh yeah i've heard it all you know Nate, yeah, I just thought it was yeah. kind of silly, and then even like the rear mount radiator, I'm like, mm, I don't. They're not going to implement. They're going to drop that rule. Yeah, I saw them drop it off of this year's rule book for the upcoming year, but like the prior year, it was like yeah. we are considering. Yeah, yeah, it isn't. I don't understand it, especially for guys who want to like bring in the newer cars. Newer cars do not have three pedals, unfortunately. At least the majority <laughs> of them don't. You know what I mean? Right. Well, they'll make a stipulation for it too. I'm sure you know, like the BMW that has the plastic pedal. Though they have the garage yeah. pedal, it's a billet, a billet pedal, and and they and they you know they're looking at those things. But just being able to rip that thing out of there. I mean, we're building a, a, a most of these cars are in the hundred thousand dollar range, right? And we're still using stock pedals in them. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I have better pedal, pedals on my simulator than I do in my race car. Yeah. No, I hear you. <laughs> That's fair. So. Speaking of, do you do your own work or do you have you you get your work done? Oh no, I do every single thing on these cars. Yeah, I, I think the guy, I think the guys that are winning are the guys that are going to be doing doing that because they know exactly. You know, when something comes loose, they know exactly what tool to get when they come in for their five minutes. You know, like you'll see, Odie. Um, well, good example in Seattle when I was doing a competition there, my motor mount came loose and the the nut was backing off. I could see the blower lifting and I knew right when I came in exactly what tools I needed to get inside of that steering rack and tighten up that nut. And, and it, it paid dividends. I was still only mechanic and for myself at that point, cause it was a pro-am event, but I knew exactly what I needed to do and exactly what, what thread pitch and what nut I needed to go find to put on there. And if I hadn't have built that car, I wouldn't have known any of that. That's fair. I knew exactly. So I'm a believer of you, if if you will do way better if you can build your car and drive your car, and you, then you'll know how to adjust the car. I feel the same way. But then I've seen some people who like who do that, and then uh, or who don't do that rather, and they're still killing it. Like Vaughn is a good instance, but he's also very involved with the build, from my understanding. I'll bet he knows every size of every nut that goes on that car. I would assume so. I, I feel like the same thing goes with Chelsea. He's like, mm, yeah, these guys know it, but I feel like I should know it too. Yeah. No, Chelsea's, I mean, they, they all are involved in that a ton. 
Richard, though, he had him at his mechanic. He says he doesn't do any of the work on his stuff, and he did great this last weekend, right? But, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, he has said that. Yeah, he, yep, he has his buddy that comes to mechanics, and he says he doesn't do any of the work on his car, and his buddy just – he pays him. He does it, and that that's the way – he has enough money to do it. But um, I drive so much, I'd have to have a full-time mechanic. I got Every car I got out there is broken. From a from a clutch to the rear ends to the motor to like and I couldn't I can't afford a full time mechanic. So. Yeah, that shit's expensive. I mean, your best luck, kind of in- your best luck is finding some kid that can figure it out and not fuck it up. <laughs> and be like, oh, you have to work for a low wage for a little while until you figure it out. Until you know your worth. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess maybe, but honestly, I don't, I don't trust anybody other That's than true. my 12-year-old boy to put my stuff on my car, knowing what I'm doing with it. I do trust people. I have my 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 buddy Bobby, and he has definitely earned my trust. Um, and my boy, my boy's 12 years old, and he puts on the race tires at the last comp, and I don't, I don't think twice about it. He knows what's up. Every every all of it, he knows exactly what to do. And but he's been out there turning every wrench on that car he'll help me build it from the ground up and he's going to get his hard car this year and do fd with us and i think he'll probably be the youngest kid out there on the fd paddock with a hard card and he's part of the team but uh yeah he's he's but he's been practicing and working hard to get there that's awesome uh, is he gonna do fd too if if you can swing all three of you <laughs> you know that's the goal at some point um what I mean, the whole goal is right to get get me get get me good enough, get my sponsors in in tow, and and uh, let him ride the coattails and right. have his young skill and his young nerves and his young and his young uh, reaction times and go out there and spank him. That's you know, and just you know, have the whole have the whole team doing it. I love that because I hear so much. So I I grew up somebody who had to work for themselves for everything they want. So that includes you know me racing and stuff growing up rather we definitely went without a few times um but my point is is i hear so much shit about people are like oh these people just have mommy and daddy money um coming from somebody who i can clearly see doesn't but you'd be willing to do the same thing for your son and like oh let me give you this avenue so you don't have it as hard as i did Uh, you you know would you agree he's earned it though oh yeah totally but he's earned it like He's earned it. He'll he's out there with me. I mean, I go, he, that kid works harder than most adults. Like, we, he helps me load the trailer up. He's helping me build the cars. He, he's out there changing thirty plus tires for every weekend. Yeah. You know, he's he's not he's not nothing is handed to him whatsoever. Like he's he's earned it, and and then and then twice, and then five years before he's still earned it, right? So. Um, and then when the time comes, he'll be earning it too. Like I got a construction company. He's going to be out there. I can't afford, I can't afford $3,000 of tires for him for every weekend. And then my race tires too. So like, you know, but, but on the same note, I've got a construction trailer. I've got work coming in. Yep. You're going to, you, here, here's a trailer for you, son. Here's some work for you. Here's how you do it. You know, I'm going to teach you to fish and we'll, you know, within a season, he'll be able to make his own money and that that's and and that'll be there coming and i'll load his car up but he's got to help too it's like we don't have enough money to to do it all that way to do it all for him but he's motivated enough he'll be there doing it that's awesome man. he's got the g35 already and uh like we got back from this weekend and he's like dad let's i want to get the g35 going and i'm like okay sweet we'll go to vegas next week and i got some old junker tires and the weekends i mean let's get real the first few weekends are daddy's money right 
but as yeah. as he gets to spend more money on it and the, 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 his part gets more expensive, he's going to have to be out there busting it too, like, you know, to make it all happen. If he wants it, he knows what to do. Like I, I have been definitely ingrained that in his soul. Yeah, no, my, I got my kid bugging for like a uh, go-kart right now. And I was like, uh, you better learn how to pull wire, bud, because that's what we're going to be doing <laughs> in order to pay for it. Yep, he's done Christmas tree lights every single day this whole the whole holidays, and he's oh, made a shit. ton of money doing awesome. hanging Christmas tree lights, and saves his money and buys drones, and then blow, blows his drones up, and then does it again. So <laughs> he knows the con- he knows the concept. <laughs> it's pretty basic, right? Um, yep. With uh, shit, FD's right around the corner now. You guys got less than no wait. Yours starts in May. Starts May, like end of May. It it comes fast though. Like it sure does. Definitely goes fast. Comes fast. Uh, like you think you're like, oh, like I haven't even torn the park car apart yet. So that's I what I was going to ask you I next. Guess. Like you're about to tear a car apart, then you might need parts for it. Are you sure you're going to be able to get it all? Oh yeah, the car's not broken by any means. We're just going to make sure that all the parts in it are are looking good. Like all oh, the cogs, good. I've got I've got backup cogs and stuff. We just had one round. Where were the cogs? I think a drift or a grid life Verizon. Um, we lost third gear there, so um, we had to change the gear ratio to get us through the weekend. So we're just gonna make sure that's not gonna not plague us at an FD round, and uh, just kind of look and make sure nothing's leaking. Probably send the clutch back off to ACT and have it repucked, so we know we got a fresh clutch for the season. A um, couple little things, but realistically, the car has been ripping all as soon as we got it. All the tweaks, it's been ripping really good, and it hasn't been letting us down. So, which trans are you running? A, a top shift dog box. Oh, GSR. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm trying to find me a side shift for dirt cheap, a broken side shift, so I can fix it. Yep, there you go. I mean, that's what I have in the yellow car. It works really good, but the top shift shifts at fifteen fifteen percent better. Really. You can, yeah. You really can tell the difference. I, huh. I, do you think I it's the, like uh, a, the difference between the linkage, or would you say it's just the whole? It's got to be the. I don't know, but I gotta say it's the linkage. You know, it's the side shift shifts like my old um, Super T10. It really feels the same. I don't miss shifts in it though, like ever. Like these both are like, you know, like the better trans than all the rest. Like they, yeah. I never miss shifts in them, but. When you shift, when you miss, when you shift a top shift, it just is really buttery smooth. Oh, really? And like, oh. just like a brand new Corvette. And then the other one shifts like an old, like an old Chevelle, like an old Sight, you know, That's like exactly it's just, what I have in my car and I love it. <laughs> you know, so it, I, the, the money three grand different, right? Is it worth the difference? Probably not, but I, well, I love my top shift. Some people would beg to differ. I mean, I've heard some people say that I they absolutely hate the side shift because mostly because of the fabrication it has to come with it to fit it in a very small trans tunnel, and I get that. But at the same point, like they kind of feel like maybe the what is it the the work involved in getting a side shift to fit in certain cars isn't necessarily um, worth the. The money you're gonna save buying the side shift as opposed to the top shift that you're just gonna most likely bolt in and drill a hole up top. Yeah, and and the, the top shift puts it in a better location too. So I like that the side shift puts it. You know, even though they can adjust where that shifter is, it's like it's like in a location I don't like as much. I like my I like the top shift location. 
it's towards over the center to the, more. It's more towards the center. It gives me a little more room for my handbrake because um, I like my handbrake about two inches from the wheel. And mm-hmm. then I want the shifter right right about six or eight inches to the right and back. Whereas the other one, it jams my, two, my it goes wheel two inches to the handbrake. And then the side shift is like almost banging into the handbrake there. It almost makes it when you have a side shift there, most people kind of say screw the 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 handbrake right next to the steering wheel and then they put it more over into the middle or over to the right and I do not like that I want my I want my handbrake inches from my steering wheel hmm. so and it it just it clogs it up right there so when I go to buy another one I'll always buy a top shift but my I won't take out the top, the side shift for it it's not that much better in my opinion now that I've got it fabricated in there gotcha gotcha yeah, I've heard the same thing like from um a few other drivers to have that that handbrake right next to the steering wheel whereas like obviously since I have the side shift I have it over like cocked over to the right a little bit so I got to reach for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But this new little low horsepower car I got obviously has the center shift since it's going to be stock so now I have to put it just to the right of the steering wheel so I'm kind of curious as to how that's going to end up working out for me if like when I like it more or worse or is it going to come down to me like changing the race car up to make it match. You can get it in there with a the side shift though. You just have to do a little more, a little more, everything just a little tighter and a little more calculated. Um, like I took my sh- the side shift, I bi- I took the shifter arm and I bent it to the right, got it more out of the way, and then I really tucked the the handbrake in there really, really close, and it's it all fits. But it's definitely oh that's right. When I got I forgot the make shift is that cock over to the right. Mm-hmm. Duh. So yeah, it's it's. There's definitely it's tight, a solution. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a solution. Uh, what do you guys um plan on doing to like try to like save some money for the next year or at least <laughs> let's just say move money around cuz you're going to spend Yeah. We're going to spend it all anyway. Yeah, exactly. But where are you guys planning <laughs> right. on like maybe kind of like spending a little bit more on this season as 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 opposed to you did the last season, where do you plan on like cutting back a little bit? Sure. So last season we had a full crew of like I had, um, I had my my had my guy doing my wiring so he could do all my data on the car. I had my crew chief, and then I had another mechanic, and then I had multiple media guys, and I think we had four hard cards we purchased. Mm-hmm. So that you know, and that in itself was sixteen hundred dollars. Um. So we're going to kind of make our crew a little bit smaller so that we can all not have to get um, car rentals at the venues, not have to have multiple motel, not as many motel rooms and not as many hard cards. So kind of just sizing the whole team down just a little bit. Um, and and then and then some of the rounds I don't have to have hard cards there so i don't think i'm gonna buy full season hard cards for anybody but one person on my team and then buy just weekend hard cards as needed like osw i don't have to have a card card hard card for everybody there like i really don't need any hard cards at that venue to be honest with you unless they want to be standing in line with me and pushing the car forward so a few different things like that um obviously irwindale you needed to have a hard card um so we're going to kind of try and adjust that and just kind of as needed for, do that with us, and which will be a bigger pain in the butt getting those for every venue. Is, but it, in the end, it's going to save us, you know, 
thousands of dollars. Is that due to the way the setup is at each edition, at each round? Where as to like, so I know Irvindale pretty well. Like, you cannot go upstairs without a hard card. Correct. So is that Correct. kind of, and then also you don't necessarily need to go upstairs to be at Irvindale either. Um, is that kind of like so the, the the way around it to like avoid paying for that hard card? Correct. Okay, that some makes of them sense. you just you just don't have to. Let's see. So so E Town, you you really pit your pits are your is is where the um where the burnout box is, right? We're right mm-hmm. right in that area, so you're fine with that. But like um good example um or not Orlando um St. Louis, you definitely had to have a hard card there, and Irwindale, you definitely had to have a hard card there. So for those two rounds, we'll have the hard card. I don't know what they're going to do in Salt Lake. Um, so we, depending on where they make us pit and where the, where that is, we may have to buy one for that. And then, then, then it kind of made my theory goes out the window. But as of last year's one, we only had two that needed to have it and two that didn't. So then I'm at these venues going, we didn't even have to have all these hard cards. I'm looking at four dudes with hard cards that don't even need it. Don't even need to go in that area. That makes sense. So So, it's basically like the hot pits versus not having hot pits at all. Correct. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, try and save a little bit of money there. Um, little a little tighter crew that knows just more about each other, instead of more people. Um, so like working smarter, not harder. I Correct. guess you would say. Um, what else are we gonna try and do and save money? Um, other than that, that's the By only the way, kind no of solution we've come... ever here. So he just left a little piece of information out. Good. Yeah, I mean, just trying to. We'll just assume that FD doesn't listen dollars. to this show, and they don't. Oh, I mean, give you shit for as it. As long though. as my guys are, no, they won't care as long as my guys aren't going into the area where they're supposed to be. So we're not like, breaking any rules, yeah. right? We're not, we're not doing, we're not sneaking through there with like, oh, if this guy wears a hard card, then he can get back in there. You know, at, at the rounds we need the hard cards, we'll pay for them. And the rounds you don't have to have a hard card, well, you know, it, it can hinder me though. Like, there's no at OSW when you're in line there. It's nice to have your if your car's giving you fits and you want to have your crew come over there and look at you. You can't cross that line without the hard card. But if one one of my guys has one hard card for the whole season, he will be the one that crosses the line to come over there and push the car forward, talk to me, do whatever I need to do in that area, and then the rest of the team. Um, can be standing, which is only another 15 feet away behind uh, a rope, right? So they're yeah. still they're still right there. They're still a radio. They're, just, they're really not just that disconnected. Um, so it doesn't matter that much, in my opinion. Good to know. I do not think uh, that you can get away with certain things like that. Because I know, like, um, FD finds... <sighs> Well, well, they're a business, so they charge you for anything. Um, I run one, so I know that I do that. Uh, <laughs> make money. Yep, that's how we do it. Yeah, I, every I little, it. every little thing you can charge for. Yeah, you're like, well, you didn't pay for that, so I got to charge you for it. If you want extra, <laughs> um, that's what it is. So it's fair. Um, do you guys plan on doing any like? Uh, what do they have? Because I know they... Fuck, I forgot what the event called. The one that's after New Jersey. So after New Jersey was No Coast. Yes. Yes. You guys plan on doing that one this year? Oh, yeah. We did it last year, too. We drove... We went... We drove from from New Jersey. We drove... Let's see. So New Jersey ended on a Sunday. And No Coast was 
the next Saturday. We drove all the way back down to Idaho, which was like 26 hours. Took the car out, reprepped it, loaded it back up, turned around and drove 12 hours back to, to, to Albuquerque and did no coast there with Dan. And uh, that's one of our favorite events, too. And we drove the pro car there, too. We had a hoot of a time. And uh, no, was... I was thinking of something else. I know what you're talking about. It's a different. That's the event in New Mexico, right? Yep. Well, oh, well Albuquerque, yeah. Albuquerque, New Mexico. So, yeah. Uh, um, there's some of the grid life ones. We did one one in there um, in grid life horizon in Colorado. Is that the ones you're thinking of? The ones no, where this one's uh, back all the arts. I think it's in the same area of New Jersey. I just can't remember what it's called. Was a shootout? Was it a shootout? The no, Rome, Rome did a shootout like right, right after that. I don't know. It's kind of like the east. Fuck. It's it's not east like, coast bash. Like the east coast east, bash, the pro bro down they have after Seattle. It's a sim similar to that, but it's on the it's on the east coast. Um, okay, so the pro, right after E Town. It would be right after E Town. The day after. Yeah, yeah, I think we so. did that one. So, so, so Chris Knapp, they do the pro bro, the pro bro down on the outside road course the day after the E Town um, event, and yeah, we stayed there for that day after, and that was that was super fun. Obviously, they let all the pros drive for free. Got to drive with. I got a, a bunch of really good laps with Vaughn that day. Nice. And it was really nice. You could use a bunch of scrubs from the old tire pile right there. So you really didn't have to. And they had a tire machine that anybody could use. So that was super fun. And my team is going to plan on staying that extra day so that they could hang out and do some ride alongs with, with those guys. And that was, that was probably one of the top five events for the year. Um, that wasn't an FD event. That was super fun. I'm super cool that they do that. And Chris Knapp there at, at uh, English town raceway is super giving, super generous let us hang out the week before drive and practice and tune our car. And like, I can't say enough about his family. They're, they're, they're awesome, awesome people. Uh, what's, what's the farthest track from you? Is it Florida's track? Yep. Florida. I think it's going to be clutch kickers all the way down there at, uh, Cletus, Cletus's Freedom track. Yep, the Freedom Factory. That one's a that one's a haul, like forty hours, forty four or something like that. It's it's a chunk to get there. So yeah, we're gonna try and leave a car down there, um, and then we don't have to do that one so far. So might as well. Shit. Yeah, that'll make it. So we'll do that. We'll do like Drift Week, Clutch Kickers, then FD, and then. Maybe stick around. Well, actually, I'm sure we'll leave the car and we'll do another for another couple rounds of clutch kickers and uh, probably we'll bounce with the truck and trailer, though. But I got a buddy who lives close to there and we'll leave the car there and maybe fly back in and go back. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do it, but I haven't planned that far in my head yet. Yeah, I heard some of it can be cheaper depending on how you go about it as far as like renting a place to like keep your truck and trailer and flying in and out between the rounds. Um, there's there's a spot 100 bucks a month that Rome says you can anybody can just park a truck and trailer there. Um, I just don't have an extra trailer to leave there, so we'll be ta we'll just take ours with us. And my buddy has a garage, and we'll just leave the trailer that leave the car there. Gotcha, so gotcha. and then that car that car will be street legal from Drift Week anyway, so we should be able to just drive it from his house down to there and and do the event. And then um, 
either him or one of his friends will haul some of our tires down there. But yeah, so it shouldn't be too hard to make that that work, seeming the car street legal. Wait, so when it comes to wait, this is for clutch kickers or FD? Clutch kickers. Uh, for FD, they supply they bring the tires for you, right? Yep. Or yep. Do they have, they have to be from you? them. Okay. Nope. I can't. They don't even. They won't even. They really won't. You can't compete. You can practice on your. You can practice on the tires that you order from them that are practice tires, but you can't compete on their tires that you buy from them that are practice tires. They want you using the tires that they haul in on their truck that weekend in the comp. So, so I like think it's keeping everybody on it. radials ahead of time to practice on. Yeah, but you are not can't allowed. Can't run to... them in the comp. What? Not in the comp. You could practice all weekend on them. But in the when it comes to the comp, you've got to, and they're going to start marking them too. They're going to have a, a color coding on them too, so that you have to run those tires for the competition. Wild. Something to do. Something to do with somebody probably trying to pull some something over somebody's eyes at one point or another. I don't think necessarily was something that they were talking about it at the first of the year anyway. So they've obviously had issues to in the past. Yeah, rules exist because somebody uh, did some wild shit, and they're like, "We should probably not allow that." Yep. Hence yep. rules. All right. Alrighty, man. I think I'm gonna call it there. Is there anything else you want to add before we get off this whole thing? No, I don't think so. Um, I, other than a big shout out to my my team that's helped me, I got my best friend Bobby who comes to every event and then comes to my house and lives on the couch, does all my media, does all my videos, works his butt off on the car. Um, when I'm gone to work, he's just out there twisting wrenches and he doesn't do it. Nothing for, for the, the smile on my face and uh, the, the standing on the podium with me. And then, my, and then I got a, a super good buddy here who lives in town, my buddy Jim. Who does all my tires for me? I think I don't. I don't think I put on like ten tires onto a wheel last year. He changed three to four hundred tires for me. He doesn't live on my couch because he's got a regular job, but he uh, he sure is is part of the team too, and, and my boy. So all those and you know and Brandon Whitnick and my other buddy um, Charles. They all like all of them have like definitely been over backwards for me this season to to help help me do good. So I got to give it up to those guys. Awesome, man. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. I enjoyed the conversation. Uh, Oh, yeah. It is. I enjoyed enjoyed it, and I look forward to seeing you at uh, one of the events so we can get doors one day. Oh, someday soon, hopefully. Well, actually, this year I'm kind of taking off from drifting. Not a lot, but mostly. uh, Are you going to start traveling traveling with the sweetheart? I said this year she can have her travels, and then... Uh, next year, uh, kick rocks, and then like the other day, she was trying to bring it up. Like she's like, "Oh yeah, in twenty twenty three, we'll probably go somewhere." I was like, "No, no, no. I think you misunderstood our agreement. I'm not doing anything in twenty twenty three. It's all drifting. <laughs> Unless you're tagging along, we're not going anywhere." But alrighty then, man. Thank you for coming on. You have a good night, sir. Yeah, you too. All right, man. peace. Bye. Bye.